As you can see, this is a PlayStation black disc. Cut number one contains computer data, so please don't play it. But you probably won't listen to me anyway, will you? So, <laughs> so this is this this is this is probably one of my first experiences with the the with the, the CD player with the CD player actually <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What I, was your I, first CD? My my <laughs> first no my first CD was Ingve Malmsteen's uh, Face in the Animal I believe. Wow, my Which... first CD was the Lion King soundtrack. <laughs> nice. I don't Did you know feel why. the love. <laughs> I was never a huge Lion King fan. I I, I liked something I guess. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I I I just yeah. So I uh, my my dad had a, a big stereo system. He had the the it was speakers and and uh, it hooked up to a record player and a cassette player and and CD player. Uh, so I don't know what persuaded me to to put my games into that. I th I think there was a couple other games on the PlayStation that had music tracks on them too. I'm not sure, but anyway, I think there was a, yeah, there was a bunch, wasn't there? I don't know. I, I've, I vaguely remember it being a thing. For some reason, I stuck this Castlevania Symphony of the Night into my dad's CD player before I ever actually put it into my PlayStation. So th this was my first experience with the game. <laughs> and what a first experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, so I guess last week we talked about uh, Castlevania Bloodlines and, mm -hmm. and uh, music was a large part of what made that game interesting to me just because I, I felt like it was it was very clearly the same composer as uh, mm -hmm. Symphony of the Night and, and mm -hmm. what came afterwards. So um, that's why I, I kind of wanted to start it with the music, but uh, I felt like it, it wouldn't do justice to, to start with actual music from the game. Like, I, it, it, Well, I mean, the, this was the first music in the game, I think, the the, the prayer during the, the screen where you get to name your file and stuff. And I mean, I, this to me even is quite... like. Yeah, I don't know. I would give this game an eleven out of ten for music. I think probably a lot of people would. Yeah, like it. Well, I mean, a lot of people might, but uh, uh, apparently, uh, what's his name, Tak Fuji, uh, the the guitarist, he was actually uh, quoted on on Twitter just in. Uh, March 7th saying please 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 let me tune my guitar and retake this this was one of the worst laziest attitudes I it's it's hard to even paraphrase him so I'll, I'll just I'll just quote him directly please 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 let tune my guitar and retake again this is one of the worst lazy work attitude to regret strongly lately such a great composition but damn guitar tuning do 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 and uh, now he'll be known for it forever <laughs> <laughs> well 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 yeah because I mean I, I'm, I'm skipping way later into the game to show that, but just because of the relevancy of him being disappointed with the music. Like, the unfortunate thing is, is, I remember listening to this track in the game and loving it. It's like this metal thing with an actual guitar, and it, but this this guitar is definitely out of tune, which, which <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll hear once, once the solo y type stuff starts in a second here. It's... I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm no like, I'm not really a music guy. You can probably tell something. I I almost assumed all the choices made were like 
intentional about making it i don't yeah, know like yeah. that kind of feel or something or which yeah, I, you yeah. know, it might be foolish i don't know it, to me with my virgin ears um yeah i mean this was fantastically awesome when this kicks in there's so <laughs> many good themes from this game so yeah, many so good many themes. yeah i i haven't bookmarked them all like i, I can't play them because literally the whole soundtrack is is just amazing yeah yeah um one thing i think about this game like the soundtrack like like the soundtrack is fantastic but like the the i don't know like the the what's the word I'm looking for matching like the application of it is is mm-hmm. amazing like mm-hmm. like i hate using the word amazing is just perfect it's spot on it's like like there's there's one tune in the catacombs um you, I don't, it's like really eerie and creepy and done extremely well it's like the you know the dun, 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 like it kind of does that i i can't <laughs> um but it's it's like the creepiest song in the game in my opinion and there's like frogs croaking and stuff it's like this really uh, eerie thing when you go really deep down uh i don't remember which track that is it's just I, for catacombs I, maybe if, if you have two seconds there it's cata- like there's so many songs in this game that get stuck in your head and they're awesome and you could like pop, like i could hand you the soundtrack and say listen to this and you could come back and be like wow amazing soundtrack but without like see like matching stage to to music i think um, yeah like like when you actually play the game it just matches so well like so the catacombs theme made that part of the game so creepy and weird and then when you're like in the crystal caves or whatever it's called in the bottom mm-hmm. and it's playing that like i can't even describe the theme the um whatever it is the i forget what it's called lost something um <laughs> i really did my homework <laughs> um is this what they're calling catacombs this, this isn't is, the one i had in mind yeah this is what they're calling catacombs do you know the one I'm talking about? It's like <laughs> uh, no, you're gonna have to sing it more, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the whole the whole podcast. Um, uh, anyway, everything in this game is fantastic as far as yeah. music goes. It's like I, I don't know what their actual process was, but it, it very much does feel like each tune was like for that area of the game and done extremely well even like the first level like when you run in there and the music is so the clock tower is the famous theme the one you played um and it's so awesome and you're so into it but this one to me is like the second coolest like holy shit song it's the first one you're playing the game and this kicks off and you're like holy shit this game (laughs) yeah this the yeah i i was definitely hooked on the music in this game and This was one of the ones where I was just like, oh man, the I loved the Nintendo soundtracks. I loved mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo soundtracks, like Secret of Mana and Final Fantasies and all that. Those were just great. But once we got into here, like there was such a quality difference. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's CDs, man. Yeah. Music's their thing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, there was, uh, there's, yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia, man, this brings back memories. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I mean, there's the the this part here too. Die, monster! You don't belong in this world. <laughs> it was not by my hand that I'm once. I I I feel like I, this this to me. So um, <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is I thought the voice act, the English voice, the, so the Japanese voice acting is actually like serious yeah serious the the english voice acting for the most part i think this game is actually okay except for this yeah (laughs) which they must have known it was like so hammy and they're probably like you know it's gonna be this game is gonna be famous because it's awesome we don't care fuck it 
Yeah, this part right here. Perhaps the same uh, the could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like every single... Oh, this part, this part here. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. <laughs> but enough talk. How about you? I, I, I feel like every single line of those is like a meme all in itself. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how... So this one, I don't know. I, if you look at the original script, they don't say any of those things. Of course, right? Which it's funny because the other day or yesterday, actually, I, was just, I, I had my Genesis still set up because we were playing yeah. um, uh, uh, the previous Castlevania game. And so I was just screwing around trying some different games. And I played Zero Wing, uh -huh. which I know is super famous for like the it's uh, the whatever memes or whatever around like the, all your base are belong right. to us and all that stuff. Um, but it's just the original, like just the Japanese version, and it's so like the intro is actually cool, right? All the all the cutscenes and the guys are like wow, and it's got this like hot like arcade music and whatever. But of yeah. course, it, without all the funny mistakes and stuff, it's just like a pretty deadpan, you know, evil monster alien <laughs> appears, says this, says that, and I, I actually see where the translations come from. This game is like just let's make up a new <laughs> script. They probably brought in like I imagine a guy who almost looks like Dracula. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, this very theatrical, like stage actor guy, like who who shakes yeah. his head a lot and his hair moves around when he talks, doing the, <laughs> the lines for Dracula. Like that, that's not the, his first time voice acting for yeah, sure, yeah. but he's also not like he's he's like a stage guy or something. Yeah, yeah, I I I remember. You know, I loved it. It 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 was one of the first games that I played with voice yeah. acting, uh, and and even though it was terrible, like you know. <laughs> The <laughs> Konami and Capcom had some special stuff back then, like the Resident Evil <laughs> stuff. <laughs> really? You, you call, oh man, man, that you was were almost so... a Jill sandwich. <laughs> that almost—I wouldn't say it ruined Resident Evil for me, but it definitely cut down the scariness significantly through the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't go at the start, and you're like, well, "Come on." Um, that's especially funny. I, I'm not trying to over-index on this like <laughs> Japanese version, English thing, but if you play the Japanese version, it's all subtitled in Japanese. Right? Yeah, but it's the same English actors. So for in Japan, they released it with all those English actors talking oh, in nice. English, nice, and and just subtitled it. And so that's actually why the acting is so horrible. If you think about it, it's just, like if I made a game that took place in ancient China, so I just hired Chinese voice actors yeah. to do all the voicing, and I just translated it or whatever. Yeah, you know. They could be the worst voice actors ever, and I don't notice maybe. And then when yeah. you release the game in China, they'd be like, "What's this shit?" Right? But the <laughs> other problem is, if I imagine I made this game, and I wrote a script, and the way people talk in my language, English, is not like the kind of yeah, exact yeah. sentence per sentence translation of what you'd say in Chinese. And so when you try and translate it, it's like the sentences just get really weird. Yeah. So that's why, like, like when you play when when they, uh, what is it? Uh, hey, Jill. <laughs> Take this key, you the master of unlocking could, you, could use it. Yeah. Like this just is really weird lines. Yeah, it makes sense in the original language, actually. It just sounds very normal. But when you directly translate it, it just sounds so stupid. And so like just that effortless translation. But yes, anyway, anyway, back to Symphony of the Night. <laughs> I actually I for all those reasons, actually, exactly, for the with the zero wing case and the, and the um Resident Evil case, you can see why like maybe just kind of throwing out a little bit of that original translation. And, uh, you know, rewriting something makes a much better and funnier uh, effect. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I, 
at this point, I hadn't played uh, Bloodlines. I think the most recent game I'd played was was uh, Castlevania Four, and I I felt like I was so most excited. Recent to... in what sense? Sorry, the last one you had played, like not the newest release, obviously. Yeah, like like at the time that Symphony of the Night came out, oh, and I, I was see, picking I this see, up, yeah. like like yeah. to to me, I was. I was really excited to to get back into a castlevania especially because like everything else on the playstation just was like all like virtua yeah. fighter and and like all these like 3d low polygon things crash bandicoot and stuff ditto, like ditto. getting well, it was this yeah go on sorry well just just getting a, a, a nice 2d experience again was something that i was pretty excited for and and i, I think they nailed this game yep it's like when they there's some um, I forget what it's called. Is it the Pareto principle or the Poly principle or something? There's a few principles that work, and there's like the one about how like a, a meeting fills its time slot necessarily, so just shorten the time slot or something. But one of them is like you get promoted. What is it? You get promoted until you're not good at the job anymore or something. I, I forget. There's some principle about like you when you get promoted, like you're really good at your current job, and that's why they promoted right. you to kind of go do something else. So you're restarting a little bit, right? And I feel yeah. like. Maybe that's I'm, I'm spending too much time on this, but like when 3D came out, it's like they had mastered the 2D game, and it made sense. Let's do new things. Look, 3D is new. Look, let's get this right. Let's try all these new things. Wow, awesome! But like, still at that point, mm-hmm. you could kind of take a step back and and say, well, you know, we're trying all these different 3D games. Look, we made a 3D Mega Man now. Look, we made Resident Evil. It's kind of pseudo yeah. whatever, and the Final Fantasy moved into the 3D world. But we know we could make an awesome 2D game if we wanted to, and I feel like most companies at the time were like. But no one's going to buy that. No one cares. We don't want to seem like we're stuck in the past. Meh. Whereas Castlevania guys said, well, we're going to make an awesome game. And they did, right? And that's yeah. it, right? Um, and I felt like they went with, I don't know. I guess in a way, it wasn't really the most innovative game. Like you'd already had Metroid, Super Metroid with the kind of map system. And it was like the sixth Castlevania and everything. But for all those same reasons, they took mm-hmm. all the elements that they knew work and combined them so masterfully with like such wonderful flavor like the music was fantastic i love the graphics like all the different monsters all the different rooms and stuff i wish there was more a little more outside in the game yeah anything do you remember the part i'm sure you do there's a part where like you could sit on a table and look out a a telescope or something and you can Mm -hmm. just kind of see outside the castle i remember playing it the first time thinking wow awesome i'm gonna get to go there that's it's like (laughs) the end of what's coming it's gonna be so cool i can't wait there's gonna be like and like the courtyard inside the castle and there's gonna be like ponds and stuff and then just kind of never materialized yeah it's fine but uh, that would have been interesting yeah yeah there was lots of there were small little moments like that there was the one where you get to look out and and i guess you could see the uh char on the ferryman uh there was mm-hmm. like other spots where you could like sit down and a ghost would come and, and do confessional or something like i, I I th- I think There's... there there were a couple of just small little uh, vignettes yep. that that didn't really serve a purpose but helped uh, just build the atmosphere. What I like is like when they have, I guess Easter eggs or whatever. But it's not like if it's part like I'm I'm might be the only person in the world, but I'm not the biggest fan of like achievements, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe I'm stuck in the past or I'm such a micro gamer or whatever bullshit. But like, you know, you play Symphony of the Night. I don't think this game would be better with achievements. Like I if they re released it on Steam, I wouldn't want to see like thirty achievements. Now I'm gonna go get them. Like I, I just honestly I just don't care. But like completing the game, like if you want to be a completist because it's your favorite game, like this is a good example. You know, you can find out what all the items are and try to find them all. You can get 
200 percent or 206 percent or whatever it is in the map sure sure but like there's things that kind of fall out of any sense of completionism and mm. there's no achievement for them but they're just kind of there and i like that a lot and one fun example was i think you I, i've probably shared it before but me and my other friend we uh we looked at the whole soundtrack and there was a song we never heard in this game that we both played through a thousand times and we're like what is this song and it's like this girl singing and we're like okay uh whatever so we look it up online and it ends up there's the different familiars right there's like the little right. uh uh whatever devil guy and one of them's a fairy yeah and there's that place where you can sit down in the game there's like a, a few i think chairs you can sit in but there's one particular you sit there and you wait like a minute and if you have her selected she starts to sing and it's oh. that song and it's like a very kind of hidden like you would how would you find that right um so we went and triggered it and it's neat it's like oh there's that song we never heard before off of the soundtrack this girl singing but like you know maybe in a modern game that would be some dumb achievement or something but like here it's just a very hidden subtle thing in the game and i like that there's there's a bunch of those and it's cool right okay so i i i'm just finding that right now um i've i've actually never seen this before okay so it's in the library i can send you my personal video of capturing it or you can just do it yourself I guess. um so the, uh, sorry, we. <laughs> it's gonna be like a. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, this is it here. Yeah. So if you listen to the soundtrack, this song plays. Um, and it's very easy to miss. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I had no idea it existed. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently they reference this Easter egg in Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Uh, if you have, there's a piano in a garden, and if you have uh, a. You're f a particular familiar with you while you play the piano. Plays this Some... song. I don't know if it's this song in particular. Uh, it's, it's a similar uh, Easter egg. Neat. Yeah, and even yeah. like, again, where I'm saying like the music they made always seemed to perfectly match everything. Like here, it's like you're going through this creepy castle, but at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. it's Alucard, and he's kind of you know at home there in a sense and like he sits in a chair and relaxes and you have this very familiar like that seems like the kind of song she'd play and it's very relaxing right like i don't know a sloppier way would be to have her just do do scales or something right like, it, they put so much effort into these little places i just right very impressive to me uh I, I i have to bring it up just because we were talking mm -hmm. about the achievements um mm -hmm. there's So, so uh, that that line from the amazing movie The Room, um, when they made Symphony of the Night on PlayStation Four, there's an achievement called "You Are Tearing Me Apart, Lisa." <laughs> so, <laughs> so they did make Symphony of the Night achievements. Yeah, they did. How many, so, what, are, are they awesome? So they make the game way more fun. Yeah, I guess. So, so that one, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. I guess Alucard's mom is named Lisa, right? So, if you see, okay. uh, if you see the uh, depiction of the succubus, uh, uh, if you see through the lie, that's the achievement that you get for that. <laughs> uh yeah, achievements are neat. I'm just not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I... <laughs> I'm not against their existence. It's just interesting. You can compare this kind of game which has yeah. well i guess they've re-released it with achievements but like without the achievements and i just feel it's almost more like i feel less compelled 
yeah. to go and do all the stuff. I'm just happy when I find it. Like I feel like this is one of my favorite games. Yeah. Um, and so if it had been released recently with achievements, I probably would just out of some dumb, I don't know, human desire to be like all over my favorite game or something. Like I would probably go and get all the achievements where without them, I just I know there's little Easter eggs here and there and I'm just happy yeah. when I find them across different playthroughs. Maybe that's just me being kind of a weirdo, but yeah, it's it's weird because I don't know. Like I find it interesting to hear about this very familiar song now because I honestly had no idea. Like that's an mm. achievement too. It's called Aria of Sorrow. Um, uh, but there, there's some... nowadays if it's called out as an achievement too. Right? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like there's one of these that it's like uh, summon a cow using the shield rod, and it's just like I, there's there's little things like that, or successfully eat a peanut. There's like these little things in the game that when you discover them. And it's a hundred percent discovery mode that you're just doing this on your own. It's there's like so much charm and excitement in that. But it, yeah, if you're looking at a checklist and you're trying to collect yep. them all, it's just like a completely different experience. And that's the problem. And the problem too is it will always be a checklist. I mean, they're, they're not. Maybe they're not. Uh, even if you hit all the the um, achievements. I mean, we're in the internet mm -hmm. age, right? At some point, someone is going to produce a checklist and you're going to want to go and get 100% or whatever, right? Yeah. Anyway, you can bitch about achievements or, yeah, or yeah. highlight the wonderful things about them another time. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, well, there's the one here, obtain 200.6% map completion. And it's like, that that was something that I felt was just so amazing at the time is playing the game and, and realizing that there was more than 100%. There's charm especially in the pre-internet age i mean geez this game was like 97 i guess this is yeah, yeah, like yeah. the cusp of the internet age but you know in the in the pre like everyone quickly goes to the internet and checks everything mm -hmm. world it's like just discovering things was so wonderful right like I, I agree with you you're you're you get the map percent and you watch it ticking up as you play the game you fight dracula and your map is at like 99 percent or something you miss a few areas damn i really like this game but i'm at the end oh man cool beat dracula do all these things you know your friend mentions there's this secret thing you can do to beat Dracula and open some stuff. You, you figure that out or whatever, right? And like now you're in the second half of the game. Whoa, it, it's above 100. Whoa, right? Whereas now you would buy the game on PS4 or whatever and you mm -hmm. can quickly eyeball the checklist and see that there's one saying get 200%. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I know that's a thing. What, what's that about, right? Like I just feel it kind of plucks out the discovery bits a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I, 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 I definitely got my money's worth out of that game. I, I rented that several times before buying it. Um, and the, the, the one thing, I mean, I guess it was you that probably introduced me to the Saturn version. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, certainly. I, yeah. Cause I mean, I didn't have a Saturn. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure I, I played that version for the first time at your place. And, and I was like, so surprised at the fact that they would have a different version of the game like like the yeah. idea of i i loved playing through symphony of the night as richter and so like discovering that you could play through as maria i remember just being like so uh in awe of this and <laughs> wanting to do it and and i never bothered to get the saturn version i eventually did get that version for psp right is it the saturn version they put on psp uh sort of effectively uh, some sort of well it's like it depends on who you talk to right <laughs> like like it's uh. <laughs> it it 
it's a more realized version of it, I guess. So uh, if you look at speedrun.com, uh, mm-hmm. like they count the Saturn version as like different than the PSP version because they fixed a bunch of the bugs and stuff. So it's uh, the you PSP version is less glitchy. I see. Um, but but I mean, uh, mechanically, if you're not exploiting glitches, uh-huh. it's kind of the same game. The the yeah. the one major difference is uh, they they cleaned up. I don't know. I don't know if "clean up" is the correct word or butchered the uh, the dialogue. Uh, <laughs> like like Changed. so, for example, yeah. So like this is the dialogue. Leave this world. You'll never belong here. Oh, but this world invited me. Your own kind called me forth with praise and tribute. Tribute. You're a thief. You steal men's souls, their freedom. Freedom is always sacrificed to faith, good hunter. Or are you truly here by choice? All I'm here for is you. To hell with your heresy! You're nothing but a blight on mankind. Ha! Mankind. A cesspit of hatred and lies. Fight for them. And die for their sins! Um, that was very interesting. <laughs> so that it sounded a little bit closer to the original, yeah, like the Japanese one, but then with more, still some of the like humans are hatred and lies, like human this, human that thing. It's yeah. almost like they mixed them a little bit and took out all the funny bits from the yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that, making like... a very yeah, like kind of sterile end result. It's it's interesting because like so many people were making fun of the the. Uh, what is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. Like so many people made fun of that stuff for so many years that I I completely understand how when they're re-releasing this game for modern consoles and stuff, the, the Konami doesn't want to be made fun of and they want to just kind of like fix it. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's it's more stale and and dry now. It's like they they made something that was like hilariously bad and. If, if I was Konami, I think I would ham it up a little more. Is, is yeah. that, like, don't change anything. Just like I don't know, like, like pump the volume or something. I would do something. Yeah, like highlight yeah, yeah. that you know it's a joke, but, but yeah, yeah. You, you know it's such a part of the game and its uh, ethos. That's uh, unfortunate. Uh, one sec, sorry. Yeah. A few moments later. Oh man, I don't know how you ever carve out any amount of time to get away from kids. <laughs> uh, mm. Well, right now it it helps that uh, my kid is, knows full well that I'm recording and and he's on YouTube, eagerly awaiting for me to wrap up so that we can uh, play some more uh, Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. I see. Yeah, uh, my kids know, but just seem to forget everything I tell them every time, and I don't, know. <laughs> I, I don't really have any solution. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, the dialogue you were playing. <laughs> um, it was I, it was it was amazing uh, originally. Like uh, you know, I knew that it was bad, and I still loved it. Everyone did. Everyone did. I, I wish. I mean, no one played. Uh, Rondo of Blood in the West, right? Or I don't even know if it was out at all in any form at the time, right? They basically skipped it. Yeah. This game opens with the end of that game. Like, it would have been cool if 
more of us played that and that was the newest Castlevania. Then this one came out. Well, you and, know you what? Know, so, it links so perfectly. So there's two things that are interesting about that is like one, like that intro, um, mm-hmm. that intro sequence. I, I got to call up the music for that. Cause yeah, that's, that's just some of the best. Oh man. Yeah. This game had awesome music too. Yeah. Blood. Awesome. 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 soundtrack. So, so what was interesting about this is like the first time, um, I, oh, I play the game. I'm st- I'm playing as Richter. I was a little bit confused cause his in-game art didn't look anything like the promotional art. Like he's wearing like uh, almost like a martial arts outfit or something <laughs> with a headband on uh, in the game. Whereas like in the booklet, he's like just as uh, frou frou as Dracula and Alucard with like cloaks and uh, lace and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, so I, I was I was confused by that. And so uh, like uh, some of the some of the uh, fan art that I was doing at the time, I was like redrawing him as like the anime version from in the game. Um, mm-hmm. but but one thing that really confused me is when I was playing this that this level starts off this introduction starts off. Uh, with the caption like bloodlines final stage yeah and to me having not played bloodlines that became the canon in my head was that bloodlines on the genesis was the one that with richter oh really (laughs) i feel like the bloodlines thing get used all over the place and i i feel like there's a few I, i just remember at one point being like if whenever i saw bloodlines it was just like sure it's somewhere in there or whatever yeah uh probably because of exactly this the two games the genesis one and this one <laughs> yeah i guess so so it was a long time before i i learned about rondo i i think it was when i got the psp version it, it's like i think you had to buy rondo of blood and then as you played that you could unlock the original version of rondo and you could unlock symphony of the night yeah. So so I think I, I basically played through like this new 3D version of Rondo until I unlocked those other things and then I just played those. <laughs> I actually I I spent years trying to track down a PC engine and a and this game in like the late 90s um to no avail just because it was really hard to get in the west at the time especially in Canada if you could find one in the US it was really expensive and then the Canadian dollar was so bad it, it you basically more than it was more than a 50 percent markup right i mean it was like 65 cents right plus like whatever the bank took plus like extra shipping fees and everything mm-hmm. else if you ship directly from japan it was even worse and so just trying to get my hands on one at a time was super impossible but i was aware of the game which did, is the best did, did you ever manage it uh yeah no i have i have one now um that's i was right I, right you I, were you were planning on playing snatcher or something on it weren't you yes yes my uh my friend as a wedding gift, gave me his PC Engine and his whole game collection. I was like, nice. oh, oh. <laughs> and uh, I've since rebought. I mean, they released so many PC Engines. There's like, there's like so many versions of it. But I bought basically the best one because um, the one he gave me was Pride. But I have all his games, including Rondo of Blood. Nice. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, I do have a little uh, modest PC Engine collection. But um, yes, the. Uh, uh, game is so <laughs> i think it's an excellent game i think it's cool they did the cutscenes the 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 like kind of japanese cartoony cutscenes are like really a little cheesy for me but still really fun in in rondo you mean yeah 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 i actually like 
in Symphony of the Night, how they didn't really have any of that. It, it all felt very in-gamey. And then when people talked, they just had the, the little port or whatever um, image there. I'm, I'm, I wish I had it bookmarked so that, or, or something that I can reference. I remember reading something like that. There's that introduction scene uh, where they did do like uh, this incredibly high quality CG opening for, for Symphony of the Night where you see the castle. And I, I seem to recall reading like the, the polygon limit and stuff on that at the time was just so incredibly atrocious. Like <laughs> where the, um, I mean, I remember the one you're talking about. I don't remember being overly impressed by it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm talking it up. I mean, I mean for the time even, I don't know if you compare that to like Final Fantasy seven, it was pretty bad, but yeah, th that was like the idea of like jazzing the game up and making it extra fancy at the time was just throwing in like 20 polygons. And it's, it's funny. I'll say this all the time, but like those early 3d games where like, it, it's almost as if companies thought everyone would be impressed by anything. So like, you're exactly right. Like here's a game that felt so polished and it was so, polished from a 2d game perspective i guess let's just throw some pre-rendered junk into it yeah <laughs> even like another another i guess criticism of this game is the the game over screen yeah i just feel like it's so ugly like the so the box art in the american version sucks sorry if you like it but the <laughs> japanese box art is actually really good so if you have the japanese packaging you get this game looks great you look through it looks great see looks great pop it in you know the intro uh but like the, everything else is pretty nice, really great. And then you die and you get this like ugly ass game over screen with like a, a cow skull. It looks like it's from the, <laughs> or a buffalo skull. It's like, it's, it looks like it's from like Yellowstone Park or something. It's just so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Eh. Yeah. The, the, there was there was oddities. I, I, I was impressed. Uh, there's like the section right near Dracula's chamber i think you're like going up the stairs or something and you can see the the clock tower in the background yeah. it's got a little bit of rotation to it or something it's like yeah stuff like that was that was actually a, a good touch i guess compared to like i don't know i was never a huge fan of like pre-rendered videos i bring it up all the time i think yeah. you were mentioning in final fantasy 8 that was like one of the things that like directed your career almost how impressed you were with that yeah, whereas yeah, i was yeah. like can i play the game come on <laughs> like, it's 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 interesting for me to have this like uh real uh dual sided uh, opinion on final fantasy 8 because yeah the, there were there were aspects like the music i have and, no such opinion <laughs> it's I, all raw hate <laughs> i liked a lot of the music and and the, oh, like what uh i hated that shit i hated that shit Play like the Final Fantasy V overworld or six overworld or like I it was different. It's fine to be different, but like or seven. Yeah. Seven seven was okay, that's another topic. We'll we'll, we'll work <laughs> our way up to that. Um Yeah, we talked about Symphony of the Night, basically music for thirty minutes. How about the game? I, I loved it. I mean I I so so what's interesting is like most people like this is the the beginning of the metroidvania genre yeah. right and and for a lot of people they saw super metroid and this is kind of the same game what's interesting is that uh uh igarashi uh he says that it was zelda that inspired this game more so than metroid 
um, in what sense? In in the sense of like finding the secret stuff and backtracking and and, and having opening more of the map. Yeah. Yeah. Um so so for him that's what he said is that it was actually Castlevania uh or sorry um Zelda that it inspired Castlevania Symphony of the Night the transition between like the Bloodlines format of of super arcadey mm -hmm. to this. Um that's so so I, like the exploration stuff I thought was interesting like Castlevania always had that like at finding uh turkeys in the wall. Um apparently they're pork chops. I always thought it was a turkey too. Yeah, this, yeah, I always thought it was a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, um, the, the manual says pork chop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it, but like, the, the ability to, like, explore and, and find these secrets and stuff, uh, I loved it. I, I was always a fan of, like, Street Fighter 2 and, and being able to do, like, button combinations to do special abilities and stuff. So when they threw that into this game where, like, you could have the magic spells... Uh, yeah. and each weapon itself had, had like, a little thing a little thing like it felt great uh, yeah. i loved it yep that's interesting i i never painted you as a love street fighter 2 person i um, mean i mean i i i loved it at the time i wasn't obsessed <laughs> to the point where i was like getting into the, the hyper tournament edition and <laughs> I, d I didn't keep up with it in, into like Alpha and Street Fighter 3 and 4 and all that stuff. But I, Street Fighter sure. 2, when that was out, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mostly share your opinion. Let me let me open with my biggest negative about the game. I just think it's too easy. I never really felt significantly yeah. challenged. I think we talked about this in another podcast. The leveling system, I always feel... Yeah. I don't know. If you have levels, then you can always just go grind, and now that now it's easy, right? Um. Uh, even playing through with no grinding, no anything. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. There's like maybe one boss that gives me any trouble. I just find it to be a very easy game, um, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. But like, it's it's fun because I see a lot of people um, doing like, I don't know, no weapon hit throughs or uh, playthroughs or like mm -hmm. like no no equipment at all playthroughs. And it's yeah. like in a way, I don't want to have to do that because it's fun getting the weapons and it's fun doing this. And yeah. It's fun doing that. But there's there's like mechanisms to make the game harder if that's your thing which is yeah. cool um but overall i guess okay another um, super minor criticism i felt like the second half went on a long time mm -hmm. which might sound weird i feel like i mean obviously the second half of the game is harder mm -hmm. and it's in the upside down castle but like when i remember the game most of what i remember is playing the upside down castle yeah which is which feels i, I don't know I, the first half of the game is all exploration and like it's this new area and oh wow this is cool the second half felt like well revisiting it in the afterworld which was awesome but like that's the whole second half i <laughs> right? I, I, th I think interestingly interestingly part of what makes it feel slower is the fact that it's all gameplay and it's not broken up with story mm -hmm. um i feel like that was part of the charm of the first half of the uh, thing is like every now and then you found maria and had a little, small little conversation or you yeah. found Richter and and he laughed at you before you had to fight like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Grant and Sifa and um so I felt like that helps break it up whereas once you got into the the second half of the game it's like there was there was nothing to break it up it's all just explore and fight and, and yeah. it, it kind of the the pacing was not as uh, much of a story I guess uh, yeah. th th there was no highs and lows it was all just kind of constant yeah 
Yeah, which is it's fine. It's almost like it reminds me of uh, Final Fantasy VI, actually, in a way. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. the whole first half is all story or whatever. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's just like, here, go do everything you want for the whole second half of the game in this like dreary yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good comparison. It's, it's yeah. interesting how much I loved Final Fantasy VI, and I did generally kind of want to stop once i got to the the second half of the game <laughs> final fantasy 6 i remember I, I there's a lot of little tangents here but final fantasy 6 i thought was the best game in the entire world ever mm-hmm. for any reason it, just give me this game like obsessed with it crazy right until the second world yeah and i did not enjoy the second world i felt like yeah. the first half of the game is the best game ever and the second half of the game is like a uh, four to ten i guess yeah i don't know it just felt very like uh what's the word i'm looking for aimless Mm. um which i mean i don't know is is for some people i mean i i almost like i guess i mean i'm the one that's always saying like the game should be good in absence of any sort of story elements right and Mm -hmm. like it is the same game and that was kind of what the second half of final fantasy 6 was so maybe it bore some of the weakness of this this genre as far as my opinion goes where like it's not as fun when there isn't a story pumping you along but yeah, it kind of it, it did play out that way, I think. And I, I guess uh, for Symphony of the Night, I didn't really. F- I, I definitely enjoyed the first half more, but it wasn't as it wasn't mm-hmm. like a steep cliff. The game kind of fell off of right at that point. If anything, it was like whoa, second half, the uh, whoa, second world, everything's upside down. This is awesome, right? And then, yeah. I don't know, it just kind of went on a little. If I had yeah. to bring up a, a negative, um, yeah. it was really fun getting to the very end, though. That was awesome. The culmination of everything. Yeah, yeah. Where you actually fight Dracula itself. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I'm just having this conversation is making me want to play through the game again. Actually. Yeah, I've I've considered rebuying it a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you as far as like the the difficulty curve in with uh, Alucard and and I, I don't know. I think that's part of the charm too. Like I liked having something that i could kind of like find these special items like there was a a a weapon that you found where it attacked like five times every time you press the button and it's like there there were some cool things like that i personally really enjoyed always using the magic spells and stuff so even though it wasn't overly difficult i felt engaged all the time yep I really loved playing as Richter in that, like, and I feel like that was so much more of a challenging game. I was just going to say that's kind of your hard mode, right? To yeah. Give you Richter, and it's it's optional enough and it's different enough that yeah. it's like it feels better than like going back to Bloodlines. Like, here's just two characters. Yeah. You know, play the whole game as well. I mean, it's in a way it's the same, but it's like a, it's quite a different game, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, remind me, I think there's like. Like, I mean, obviously, Richter can't turn into a, a mist and go through the gating mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, you, you have to actually, like, like there's areas you can't even get to as Richter. But then at the same time, as Alucard, you have to, like, traverse a certain path to get these abilities that let you get up into these other areas where Richter can, like, do the weird jump thing and get up yeah, there yeah. right away and stuff like yeah. that. And so, like, in a way, it's like, it's a, I think it's a shorter game, isn't it, as Richter? Because you don't do all the stuff. Yeah, a little bit. And but I mean I felt more excited I guess exploring as him like whenever I would collect a health increasing potion or whatever they're called yeah like when I found those it it felt like a, a relief and like <laughs> a good reward so much harder, right? yeah yeah um, yeah I, I I just if I could go back and change anything I would mm-hmm. make it harder as a first playthrough on Alucard regardless mm-hmm. of all the other things but playing as Richter was fun playing as Maria. 
on the Saturn version mm -hmm. is also. Almost, I found I found that was the easiest was playing as her. Yeah, it's almost broken. I was gonna say like you can fly around and do whatever, but it's just it's it's kind of a novelty mode, really, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's fine. That's cool. Did you ever play as Axe Lord? Mm, as what's that? The can, you, oh yeah, can you actually? Is that a thing? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. things I don't know. Yeah, it's a, the you can you can type in. Let me see here. Axe Lord as uh, S O T N um old axe armor so i guess i'm confused um could you do it on the playstation version yeah 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 so um so you can get the axe lord armor in the regular game uh but okay so so there's something called axe armor you can you can yeah. type that in and like when you did these other modes you had to type in maria or richter or what yeah, yeah. you could you could type in axe armor and what that does is it gives you the axe lord armor right from the beginning and when you equip that you turn into one of those <laughs> axe knights so it's like yeah. you your jump is just like pathetic and and you throw your axe across the screen like you look like one of those things with the blue armor and yeah yeah it it was it was pretty incredibly hard i'll bet it was that's uh <laughs> I, I have a vague that, that seems vaguely familiar but i certainly didn't <laughs> i didn't beat it as axe lord yeah <clears throat> or axe armor uh yeah apparently you can also acquire the armor by assaulting the librarian that's funny so you can actually <laughs> get it in the course of the game yeah yeah awesome very awesome very awesome <laughs> Fantastic uh, game. Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that's probably got to be in the top ten games on on PlayStation, uh, at least. Like it, it was. I feel like it was just solid and all around. Yep, I agree. Definitely agree. Um, it felt like no one else was doing this kind of game too. Like I said, mm -hmm. it's like a, it's something. It was innovative in a few ways, I guess, minor little ways, but it was more like a culmination of good things from other games that they'd already tried, but then they just did it so well when no one else was doing the same thing. And it really made it stand out to me. Yeah. So like everyone at the time was so excited about whatever Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, and then here's this game, right? And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I fully agree with you. We've done really, really well, really, really fun, awesome production quality, everything. Um, great packaging. It's funny. Uh, do you know what? Alucard is from. Um, you're gonna have to be, I guess, more specific. Well, like the character wasn't invented for this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was in Castlevania three, right? Well, it's not from Castlevania, right? It's just from the, uh, from like, uh, it wasn't in the Dracula novel, but it was right uh, in the like supplemental, uh, like folklore of of Dracula stuff, right? Um <laughs> so specifically, uh I, I'm really into the old universal monster movies and there's okay. like, yeah, like there's Dracula, Son of Dracula, what, right. uh whatever, you know, Dracula's return, Dracula meets the Wolfman, whatever. And in Son of Dracula, there's Alucard, nineteen forties movie. Okay. Yeah, and he's just there and it's like part of what's going on. Um I don't know if it was specifically from that movie, but do you know where Alucard the name comes from? I mean, it's just Dracula backwards, right? Yeah. So they they came up with that in the '40s in some movie. Okay. <laughs> and then here here we are, like 
he also shows up in an awesome video game that's very, <laughs> very loosely related to <laughs> actual Bram Stoker Dracula stuff. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, he was there was a character named Alucard in in Helsing. There's a, a yeah, that's, that's what that's what I meant. I, I'm when I'm, I said it's part of the like right, uh, right, right supplemental. What's the word? It's like there's the Star Wars extended universe or whatever it's right. like Dracula extended universe yeah yeah it's it's interesting yeah al- almost all of the the monsters and stuff have you know cameos backgrounds outside of this game like almost nothing for the game has ever been original <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i mean yeah it, it's based, so you think of Castlevania altogether and it's like this 80s arcade game they just said let's pull in all these monsters it's yeah. gonna be awesome and now when you have like the eighth iteration and it's super polished it still kind of shows it's uh you know it's funny origins a little bit but yeah it's it's that's part it, of the charm too it's it's interesting the more they tried to expand that universe like they, they did uh lament of innocence uh, yeah. on the on the PlayStation 2 where they tried to like explain the origin of who is Dracula and where did the whip come from and all of this stuff and it's 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 fine I mean it it always worked with that like arcadey thing yeah. like the first one where you just haunted castle go in and, and kill things yeah uh, I, I'm actually that that's a midichlorian type thing for me like at yeah. some point you just like just don't explain it we all love it who cares no one's yeah. begging for an explanation not some sort of canon one anyway uh, in my opinion so so you you never got around to watching any of the uh the cartoon have you on <laughs> no, netflix I, no. I i recommend it i i season one you got to watch season one okay. uh i think there's at least I think there's three seasons and now they're going to be making a symphony of the night one. And, uh, yeah. you, you got to give some uh, season one a shot. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, it, it's, I think so well done. Yeah, really. Um, maybe uh, if I get around <laughs> to it, <laughs> I'm just not a sit down and watch TV shows person. I just can't help it. But, yeah. uh, if I sit down to watch anything, I'll give it a try. Is it still on Netflix? Like it's just oh, yeah. permanently kind of there, right? Yeah. Probably. Like they paid for it, so I, I don't think it's right. like a Disney yeah. show where they're gonna run out of the contract or something. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, any elaboration? It's just. Well, I mean, different. it's 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 very very inspired by Castlevania Three. Right. Uh. So I mean, Grant Dynasty's not in it. Um. Um. <laughs> but it, but it, to beat the game, man. Yeah, but it, but it's all about the story of uh, of uh, Dracula in in Wallachia. I see. Cool. Uh, it's a uh, it's 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 a really well done. I think they I can't remember if it's season one or not, but maybe in season two they start getting like music from the games in it and stuff too. And <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, uh, it's 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 one of the few productions that I feel like uh, you can tell that the people who made it were fans of the original content, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and they really tried to to do something that um, is for the fans. I see. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to be. Get, get I the have art book zero opinion because yeah, I'd have, <laughs> I'd have to like check it out. I don't know. I, I tend to be grumpy about yeah <laughs> like 
what, what do you call it? Um, spin-off uh, media and spin-off media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, at the very least, check out the art book because I, I know that the art book is more uh, your cup of tea for sure. Cool. All right. Well, let me follow up and give you my opinion at some point. Um, I definitely liked, I, I loved Castlevania three um, for a lot of reasons, but um, it's hard. It's, it's an old enough game. It's hard for me to imagine what it would be like to translate that to a modern media and mm-hmm. have it kind of retain the same feel, which is fine. Like, yeah. you know, if you adapt it and it's, it's different, it's fine. But like, I'm, I'm just curious how that, I guess I should check it out and get kind of a feel for like what they did. Cause I'm interested a little bit at least. I think, I think the first two seasons were really solid. The The next ones were, I, I entertaining to continue with but it's yeah. like they kind of do the story of castlevania 3 and mm-hmm. then the next seasons are like kind of what comes after castlevania 3 and chronologically you mean? yeah like chronologically like there's characters from i think the um the uh, what, what's it called uh hector castlevania it's probably gonna be hard to find the actual show or the actual game that it's built on the Lords of darkness, curse of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's like they do branch into the, the other parts of, of the, the world. Um, but I, I think those first two seasons where it's kind of just Castlevania three centric is they, it was great. Cool. All right. Well, I will pledge to watch at least the first episode and then if it hooks me, keep going. Um, yeah, that, that's what I w- would recommend. Um, cool. otherwise we're, we're kind of, uh, approaching the end of our episode here. Um, yeah. have you had time to play anything? Just screwing around with the Genesis. Like I mentioned, zero wing right, is, right. is, I mean, it's such a simple game really. Uh, it's kind of like a, in, just because of the silly memes or whatever, like a bit of a, almost a cultural internet icon or something, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the game itself is kind of fun. We played that a little bit. Um, yeah, that's it really just plucking around otherwise. Nice. Yeah. Um, we, we started playing a game last night, uh, called, uh, soup, super liminal, I think. Okay. Uh, that's, that's by, uh, I know those guys. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of like a cross between, um, portal and Stanley parable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. That's by the, one of the guys that's, uh, really involved in the, uh, indie mega booth. Oh Yeah. Or was when it was alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I might have looked after their booth for a while for them. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's I don't know if if you're into uh, portal or or um, antechamber or like the the types of games that kind of really make you have to think about your perception of what you're looking at. Mm. Uh, it's 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 interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um. I know it's uh. uh one of the better selling games on steam even right now and uh i think like its peers on that list are mostly like whatever triple a titles so it's mm-hmm. kind of a, a standout indie title right now which is awesome to see yeah cool. so well, so i look so, forward to yeah hearing what you yeah <clears throat> are you going to did you finish it or are you going to finish it we just started it last night um cool. so yeah we fit i think we're about a ninth of the way through the game um they, cool. they their save system kind of like at least gives me that impression. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty solid. Um, and before that, um, let me just 
quickly remind myself what did I just finish playing? Oh, I just finished um, Another World. <laughs> yeah, how many yep. hours total does that take? Uh, it it took me close to four, I think. Okay, so not super long. That's good. No, how's it, uh, how's it feel to? I always like going back to those games that I played a ton when I was a kid, yeah. or knew about, or saw ads for, and I never actually finished, and then finishing them. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think I played that when I was like nine ish. Yeah, uh, with, yeah. Like like I was mentioning, that was part of like the interplay tenth uh, anniversary yeah. or something, and. As a nine-year-old, I sucked at that game. Uh, the, the, it's like the very start of the game. You 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 get out of a swimming pool, and there's a beast that kind of chases you around, and that's all I experienced as a kid. <laughs> that <laughs> like trying to get past that beast and the little worms that like sp- oh, yeah, spike yeah, yeah. you. Like those things, I I never made it past that as a kid, and I don't know why. Because as an adult, I played that, and I I, I think it took me two or three tries. Yeah. Uh, and then I got by that and then it's just like, yeah, I, I totally didn't recognize anything else from that point. So it, 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 uh, it's got a couple of frustrating points. The controls are kind of awful. Like you don't get to play it with the control. It, it, you have to play it on the keyboard. Uh, yeah. And it's, it controls like uh, Prince of Persia, right? Yeah, a little bit. And there's like a couple of spots where you have to like do careful jumps and it's just like really impossible to do careful jumps. So I had to redo that many times mm-hmm. um and then there's there's just like one or two spots where it's like if if you don't if you miss part of the puzzle in one way it's smart because when you die it gives you checkpoints mm-hmm. and if you have to redo a lot of stuff when you die then you know you're doing something wrong because mm-hmm. it's checkpointing you at the spot that you're supposed to proceed from not ah okay so I was like, uh, th- there's a, a spot where you got to flood a, a cavern with water. And I, I wasn't doing all of the stuff in the area that gets flooded. So I just kept successfully flooding it and going on and doing other stuff and dying in combat and then having to reflood the cavern and stuff every time. And I was just like, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually figured out what it was that I was supposed to do. And of, of course, the, the checkpoint's friendly when you do it that way. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there's like a built-in like I don't know frustration mechanism to guide you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny. It's like when you find yourself redoing a bunch, then it's like okay, I, I'm doing something wrong. I got to try something different. Got it. Uh, got it. But yeah, it, it it was somewhat of a short game once you figured out, and and not as difficult as I remember it from a kid. But it was it was uh, cathartic to finally have that out of my brain it's you know it's been like 35 years since i first played that and and it's just been niggling in the back of my brain (laughs) you abandoned me (laughs) right congrats congrats (laughs) tied the knot yep yep so with that said i think it's uh it's it's time that we time to go wrap up this episode (laughs) oh you reminded me of the other thing the last criticism i have of this game this song? <laughs> uh, I guess it's nice. It felt a little mismatched to me. It felt after, completely mismatched to me. After all the nice things I said about the music and how it was applied perfectly and went on and on about it. <laughs> then this happened. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'll, I'll stop that because I, 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 we, we can't get flagged for copyrights. But. Yeah. Alrighty, man. All right. 
Have a good one. Cheers. You too.